Well, here is the God's truth about January 6, 2021. Close your eyes. Go back to that day. What do you see? Rioters rampaging, waving for the first time inside this Capitol, Confederate flag that symbolized the cause to destroy America. And so at this moment, we must decide what kind of nation are we going to be? Today, President Biden will pose that same question to America nearly three years to the day after the Capitol insurrection. He's holding his first campaign event of the new year near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, a critical staging area for George Washington's troops during the Revolutionary War. Biden will lay out one of the core tenets of his campaign, protecting democracy from a potential second Trump term. But today, some Americans believe January 6th might have been an inside job. In a new Washington Post-University of Maryland poll, a quarter of respondents say it's definitely or probably true the FBI organized and encouraged the attack. It is not. That is a lie. Back with us to discuss, John Avalon, Lee Carter, and Errol Lewis. And Lee, I want to start there because I constantly think through when Biden was talking about democracy in the lead-up to the midterms. He had two major speeches, one in Philadelphia and then one in Washington a couple mm -hmm. days before. And Democrats were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, nobody wants to talk about this. This isn't yeah. the issue. And then you looked at the crosstabs after the yep. midterms, and it mattered in the exit. Like, it mattered in the exits. Is it, does it matter now, given those types of numbers? It does matter, and it matters now more to more people than it did before. The problem, I think, that Joe Biden has is it matters to Republicans in a different way than it matters to Democrats. And you look at it, just some numbers. 72% of Democrats say democracy is at stake if Trump wins. 55% of, Repu 55 of Republicans say democracy is at stake if Biden wins. So when you're making the democracy argument, it actually could help the other side. Now, I'm not sure um, when Joe Biden is talking about this. It could galvanize his base, but it can really upset other people, people on the other side because Republicans look at the threat to democracy that he poses as people saying, you must agree with me. My freedom of speech is not, uh, is not being allowed. You're going to judge me and all of that. And they, they feel very, very threatened it, it, in this moment. It's important to note those two things are not equivalent. Right. Right. I mean, you know, the, the concern about democracy being expressed by President Biden, which you're exactly right, was dismissed by a lot of pundits who said, no, he should be focused on kitchen table issues. There's going to be a red wave coming. Biden made the democracy argument last time and it resonated. Um, and Republicans are concerned. And you can we can have a great debate about a liberalism on both sides and the feedback loop and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that 25 percent of folks think that that January 6th was an inside job, that's a function of disinformation. It's been propagated by Donald Trump directly. And I think the democracy argument's important, particularly with the, icono the iconography of Valley Forge, because we go through these Valley Forge moments every once in a while in our history. And this is one of them, where we do need to defend democracy. And it's not just Biden saying it. It's former Trump staffers warning that Donald Trump represents a threat I to think, democracy. I think one of the biggest problems I have with all of this, though, is that in having these kinds of debates, it makes it more divided rather than more united. And I know it's... I know it's... I mean, it's it's important that you're right. I understand I, I, okay, that. Okay, but, but I mean, but, I'm, I'm all for uniting, not dividing, but it means drawing the clear contrast and not saying the problem, it's divisive to bring up dangers to democracy. Because if there's a danger to democracy propagated by one candidate, it's important to call that out rather than running away from that fact in the, in the, in the spirit of uniting the country. You need to call it what it is. Errol, oh, can I let can sorry. I you into this <laughs> a little bit? As, as yeah. a matter of, for, for a presidential campaign launch, it's going to do a, a number of things for the president. First of all, it's what he believes. Secondly, it does help to unite the country because we are united around the Constitution. And he's going to sort of talk about the rule of law and the Constitution and what defending it means. And that's what Valley Forge was about. That's what his presidency has been about. That, those are the messages we're going to hear today. 
Uh, it's also, though, I mean, while it might inflame some hardcore Trump supporters to hear that their guy was part of an insurrection, uh, there are also a lot of independents out there. And, mm -hmm. and Joe Biden is going to be talking to them today as well, because the polls have always shown that they broke towards Biden when it came to questions of what was January 6th about. Uh, and, and, and by the way, you know, another thing he gets to do and will do today, I think, is indirectly remind us that this is a guy who's facing criminal charges. He's going to run against a person who's facing criminal charges in multiple jurisdictions. Um, that, too, is something that independents have indicated to pollsters does not make them like Donald Trump very much. Uh, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I think I know where you're going. I, the actual numbers, like, what are you seeing in terms of, um, is it because low propensity midterm voters might vote in a presidential election and they didn't turn out then, but they will now, and they don't like this issue? What are you looking at right now, well, look, the, four, the thread you're talking about? So 14% of Republicans blame Donald Trump for January 6th. By going after Donald Trump, you're actually going to galvanize these folks to say, more energetically, I'm going to defend him. The other issue is, well, this is really popular. 86% of Democrats say it's Donald Trump's fault. You need to go after him. It's about just about half of independents. And so you're going to split the issue. And he needs, this is a game of math, in addition. He really needs to be adding to his base, not anything else. When you, when you look at some of these numbers, this is the kind of argument that can alienate people. It can make people dig their heels in and say, I'm not sure I agree with you. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm concerned that in this moment, the way that he's going after this is going to force people to say, I'm wrong. It's going to force people to say that I've aligned myself with evil. And that's something that from a, from a psychological perspective is really hard. We to don't do. know if he'll use that kind of language yet. We don't know if he'll use okay, that kind just, of language. Okay, just, to, yeah. I mean, we're waiting for the, the speech. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's completely fair. Can I, can I get to one thing? Because I actually do think this all threads together. Um, there was a Trump attorney who was on Fox who was talking mm -hmm. about the cases that he's currently facing, particularly those that have uh, taken him off the ballot in Colorado and Maine. Take a listen. I think it should be a slam dunk in the Supreme Court. I have faith in them. You know, people like um, Kavanaugh, who the president fought for, who the president went through hell to get into place, he'll step up. Those people will step up, not because they're pro-Trump, but because they're pro-law, because they're pro-fairness. And the law on this is very clear. The reason why I say it threads together is because people have different interpretations of very clear things that are happening, and oftentimes those interpretations are actually what the other side is doing. Mm -hmm. As in, if a Democrat said that about the Justice Department or Merrick Garland or fill in the blank here, there would be an absolute implosion. Correct. That's bonkers. Yes. And the fact she's saying the quiet part out loud. She's his lawyer. Yeah, she's his lawyer, which says a little bit about the quality of his, his legal counsel. But that she's saying that Brett Kavanaugh will step up and side with the president because he appointed him. I mean, that goes against every basic idea of, 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 of law and independence of, of, of the judiciary. And it frankly puts Kavanaugh in a bit of a box. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but, you know, look, I mean, <laughs> the good people can disagree about the political implications and everything, but the Constitution says what the Constitution says. And, and the idea is a slam dunk and you're going to be rescued by partisan politics exposes the rot in the degradation. Of course, I mean, the, the whole idea, of course, of, of life tenure on the Supreme Court is precisely to prevent this. And Brett Kavanaugh... Or, or anybody else on the Supreme Court is not going to be taking instructions from the Trump legal team about how they're supposed to rule on this very, very important case. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we have enough faith in the institution, we shouldn't be overly uh, worried about this. Well, I guess um, that's kind of the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that is a huge part of the problem. Right. Yeah. Right.
mean, look, only 6% of Americans trust that the federal government works as it's supposed to work. And this is one of the reasons why. You see people like this out there saying that you can make a call to Brett, or just nod to Brett Kavanaugh's going to do the right thing. That is, that is at, at best, that is concerning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at best. At absolute best. Leah Earl, John, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.